Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. This program on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. <laughs> TNT, watch me explode. So glad to be here with you all tonight. I'm just already instantly cheered up just by hearing uh, my intro to the show because what a great tune that is, right? I mean, how can you not hear that and put a smile on your face? And I love that. And I love spending this time with you all. You know, I woke up this morning and it was cold because it's like freezing cold here in San Diego. I mean, it's like 58 degrees here for crying to Pete. So I wake up on a very cold day. At least the sun was shining because as long as the sun's shining, I can still be in pretty much a good mood. But It's not cold. What? I, I learned over the weekend that we do not know what cold is in San Diego. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm 30 seconds into my show and he's back talking me. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all recognize that voice. That's none other than Dijon. Hey. Hey, where, hey, baby, where have you been that you think is so dang cold that taught you about chilliness? I was in New York all weekend. I know you. I there. landed and it was snowing and it was the worst. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? I actually like snow when I'm prepared for it, when I've planned for it, when I've got a flask in my my jacket for it. No, actually, I've been a longtime lover of snow skiing and will brave any weather conditions if I got the right gear for it and if there's something fun to do. Um, But I'm not into cold just for the sake of being cold. And 55 in San Diego is too cold for me. So I wake up this morning, chilly, had to put a fire on. I'm in bed, got the fire on, got my baby Bo with me. And then I realize that it's another primary day. And I'm like, you know what? I uh, Here we go again. We got another day of primaries, which really means given this crazy primary season, we got another day of infighting. We got another day of people calling everybody else stupid if you don't like, you know, their pick, if you've got a difference of opinion. You know, we've got... Um, I immediately I turn on the news and I see videos of each of the candidates giving no message about why we should vote for them. It's all about from three of them. It's all about why you shouldn't vote for one of the guys. And now he's going to be the only one who's going to be able to stop the other dude. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe it, the, the, the one out of four who's got all the pistols pointed at him may really be the one that everybody should be going for. Because nobody else really has a reason to vote for them. So really, what, it's, what else is different you know, today? By tomorrow, I'm hoping that a couple of the people with their rifles aimed at Trump, and we all know who I'm talking about, I'm hoping they're going to be gone. I'm hoping we're going to wake up tomorrow and we're going to have some sanity restored. Because hearing people who have no chance at legitimately winning the nomination, going around talking like Baghdad Bob. I mean, I'm hearing Rubio on the campaign trail, literally sounding as delusional as that man was when literally you could see American tanks behind him and he was the Ministry of Propaganda coming out and saying, oh, we got this covered. Saddam ain't going anywhere. It's cool. Same kind of same kind of thing. Same thing with Kasich. 
you know, he's, you know, of course, Kasich is actually, at least he's being a little bit more honest than Rubio and saying, you know what, I think that idea of a brokered convention is pretty cool. Here's the thing, Kasich and Rubio, you, uh, according to GOP rules, which they're clearly ready to throw out the window if they don't get their way, you have to have a minimum of eight states in your pocket uh, to even be considered at a brokered convention. So, so much of the infighting going back and forth is all based upon this concept of purity. And I was thinking about that because I was also thinking about an, a great article that, that Dr. Gina Loudon had written about purity and asking people, are you for purity or are you for political triage? And I would encourage you to read that article. So much of the infighting is about purity when there is no such thing as purity to me. First of all, there's no such thing as is pure because we're human beings, so we're all flawed. So why is there anybody acting like their candidate is pure? And on top of it, we've got a situation to where the voters are saying, you know what, we're sick of your idea of purity. We're sick of you being on the campaign trail pretending that you're so pure, i.e. representing conservative values only to have you do a Rubio and take office and turn right around and do the opposite of what you said you were going to do on the campaign trail. So you know what? The GOP is not exactly pure. So we certainly can't talk purity in regards to the Republican Party. And then we've got all so much of the anti-Trump stuff is because he's not pure, because he gave money to Democrats in the past. (gasps) Oh! like some of the most conservative people that I know that run really large businesses here in California in this liberal state, like liberal New York. You ain't getting any business done in the state of California if you're keeping your pocketbook close to Democrats. I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm not saying it's right, but it's the way it is. Because you know what? Our political system isn't pure either. So we've got... um, Candidates that, you know, like Trump and but not just Trump, who held liberal positions in the past. So outcomes because all that outcomes Mitt Romney, the face of, I guess, Republican purity coming out to bash the impurities of Donald Trump. And remember in 2012, one of the key reasons why we all held our nose and voted for Romney. And why would we have to hold our nose if he was so pure? Right. Was because even Dennis Miller. I was flashing on this the other day, Dennis Miller on the O'Reilly Factor saying, Romney's our guy because he's so squeaky clean. They're not going to be able to land a punch on this guy. He's so pure. And of course, they were able to. In fact, why would anybody have to hold their nose? Why did so many people stay home? Because he was the most impure guy in terms of his history, in terms of his policy positions, in terms of his past policy positions. That he was, he was the Trump of 2012. He was the former pro-abortion guy. He was literally the architect of Obamacare. You don't like that Trump says he doesn't want people to die in the streets and that he, that's the same thing that Bernie Sanders is saying? At least he didn't write. He wasn't the architect of Obamacare. So why are we talking this purity stuff? And I'm not seeing in any of the entrance polls or exit polls for any of the primaries we've had so far that purity was on anybody's radar. I think it is from those people who, like me, really want a restoration of American uh, traditions based upon the most fundamental tradition we have, which is the United States Constitution. But the problem that we have is if the Republican Party is all having all their infighting based on purity then that even knocks out the one guy who's supposed to be the most constitutionally conservative of all of them. Because you know what? He's held some liberal positions in the past, too, and that's Ted Cruz. What the all of the and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about that is because I wanted to talk about immigration because I'm seeing Brit Hume 
uh, telegraphed me that he's a Rubio supporter because he was actually on media last night saying this whole immigration thing, the issue that rose Trump to the top, is a non-issue for the voters. It's not registering, and that's not true. It's not true. The 73%, I think, in South Carolina said they supported Donald Trump's plan to temporarily ban Muslims coming into the U.S. until we got our act together. The second uh, tide were economic issues, and behind that was immigration. It wasn't Planned Parenthood funding. It wasn't an embassy in Jerusalem. It wasn't a lot of these side issues. It wasn't even Obamacare. It wasn't any of that. Immigration is huge. New articles come out. LifeZet was one of my, it's Laura Ingram's sites, one of my favorite new places to go. One, 20% of Americans now, 61% of Americans right now are foreign born and have their children here. Immigration is a huge problem to us here. And anybody with a brain knows it. We're not hearing enough about that on the campaign trail. And there's no current office holder who's pure, who has any purity on the subject. And that includes Ted Cruz, who I, who I absolutely think <coughs> has the makings of a great president. So make no mistake again, I'm not saying I'm pro-Trump and I'm not saying I'm anti-Cruz. I've said all along, I'm anybody but Hillary. But I'm concerned with this purity test because this purity test is keeping us from looking at the issues that we've got. And the primary issue is that we've got a Republican Party that's not pure. We've got a Republican Party that's so impure that they've turned around and stabbed us in the back. And as we go through these primaries, it is very likely that, that tomorrow we're going to wake up. Life Z also had a great article today. And I've got Matthew Boyle from Breitbart coming on, and um, it, hopefully to help me break down you know, what, it, what today means. We've got Michigan, Idaho, Hawaii, and Mississippi today. Real clear, clear politics makes it really kind of unclear. Uh, I mean, you know, the average, if you go to real clear, the average today and on the polling really had Trump in the lead. But, you know, um, he was supposedly going to win Kansas, too. So we'll have to see how all of this flushes out. Um, but Life Set was saying that the way things are proportioned, that Cruz, if he wins Idaho because of the way the delegates are proportioned, that even if Trump wins Michigan and Mississippi, Cruz will be the big winner in the delegate count of today's uh, primary races. And he's only 80, I think, 80 delegates behind Trump right now. My hope is that we will have, by tomorrow, we will have more pressure on Rubio and Kasich to drop out, but I'm really hoping that by March 15th, after Super Super Tuesday, that we that it is clear that we're going to have somebody go to the convention with 1,237 votes, and um, we'll see if that ends up happening. No such thing as purity on anybody's case. No such no, and nobody's got a lock on purity, and nobody's got a lock on the smarts when it comes to this too. And I actually had, you know, some words with some people on Facebook over that because I really resent that implication. I really resent that if somebody, you know, has, likes another candidate, that that just means they're dumb. I think it just means, and I'm, and I've talked a lot too about this, this thing about anger motivation and how irrational it makes you. I don't really think. I think anger is a great motivator. I think anger can actually really make you clear-headed. I think anger can clear your mind to the point to where you're finally able to see through some of the shenanigans, some of the lies, some of the propaganda, and finally see 
things clearly. It can actually motivate you to make some rational decisions in terms of saying, you know what, enough is enough. And we've had an impure party who basically, like I talked about in last night's show, whose mistress is liberalism, who's been selling us down the river. And, you know, we only have one way to take that party back. How are we going to do it? And maybe the only way to take it back is through an impure candidate. So we're going to talk about that with Matthew Boyle coming up. We also are going to have a little bit of fun on today's show because you know what? I got to bring some laughs to this. And by back by popular demand is Della B. She's going to be here. We're also going to talk about um, a couple of other stories that are in the news that aren't even necessarily related to this primary race. Something else to talk about. Thank goodness. Erin Andrews and her big award, $55 million. We're going to talk about that and a couple of other things coming up. So don't change that dial, folks. It's the Andrea K. Show. I'm not, I'm not pure myself. I ain't pretending to be. In fact, I got a nice fat donut here to, <laughs> here to eat. Hey, thanks for listening. It's the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. Real close. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby. Here we go. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? Levita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, Levita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at levitarx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Looking at Facebook on my phone. And you thought I, it was my spot playing, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Dijon actually has a commercial playing using that music. So it's all your fault, Dijon. I was completely distracted. Distracted by um, actually a silly story on Facebook. What a, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not even a fan of these wedding dances that the couples are doing and 
the daughters are doing with the dads. I'm not even a fan of those things, but th- that's what I was looking at anyway. I got to be distracted from this whole primary season because as much as I dig politics, it's kind of making me crazy. And so here to talk me off the ledge is Matthew Boyle from Breitbart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Andrea, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, you know, although this morning I got up and I just, and I told everybody I wanted to pull the covers over my head, Matt, because it's such a weird primary season, so much infighting going on. I opened my show talking about how it seems as though the infighting is based in the purity test, when the reality is, is no, there's no pure candidate. Not one of them in the field is pure from the sense of conservatism. Um, the party isn't pure, which is why people are, you know, back in Trump, the impure guy, because maybe they're looking for a little impurity in the form of non-political correctness and somebody who's actually going to take the party back for the people. But the race is kind of tightening for him. So I'm not really sure what we're going to wake up tomorrow and and discover at the end of this. Life Zet, Laura Ingram's site, is saying that that if um, because the way the delegates are proportioned, that even if Trump wins Michigan and Mississippi tonight, if Cruz wins Idaho, that with the way the delegates are proportioned, that he will end up being the big winner in the delegate count tonight. That's going to close his gap to Trump and put more pressure on Rubio and Kasich to get out. What are your thoughts about tonight and how this might flush out? Well, I really think we're getting down to the point where it's, it's kind of a two-man race between Donald Trump and Ted Cruz. Um, your your point there about uh, you know the impurity I and mean, yeah there isn't a perfect candidate in this election. Uh, Ted Cruz is not perfect. Donald Trump is not perfect. Marco Rubio and John Kasich are certainly far from perfect. Thank you. Uh, Trump and Cruz are about as close to the Republican base as you can get uh, in different ways. And I think what you're seeing happen right now uh, in the in the 2016 Republican primary and play out across the country is really a battle for. Um, control, uh, a battle for control. The people that are that are going to Trump rallies, that are rallying behind, you know, this complete non-politician, are uh, trying to take control away from the so-called elitist. Uh, it's it's really a battle between uh, populists and elitists in this election. Um, yeah, there's a you know the what Ty Cruz offers is certainly. Uh, a more uh, pure conservative, if you will, uh, viewpoint. Uh, not not purely pure, but closer to pure than than Trump. But what Trump offers uh, is uh, the people retaking control of their government away from special interests, away from the political class. So that's really what the battle we're seeing play out is. It's hard to see Marco Rubio having much of a path forward. There's already talk inside of his campaign, according to CNN, about whether or not uh, Senator Rubio, to save his dwindling political future, uh, might want to drop out before he gets beaten Florida on Marxism. Well, but Rubio was saying that that's not true and that uh, there was a flyer that the Cruz campaign had distributed in Hawaii, kind of a Carson situation again. CNN comes out with the story. Cruz runs with it. Now Cruz has had to pull the flyer back. You know, I don't know if, you know... Why would CNN go with that story if it wasn't true? What are you What are you hearing I, I inside think that? The there's a lot of there's some significant differences between what happened with Carson in Iowa and what's happening now with uh, with this Rubio story. Uh, I think that first off, the the main the biggest major difference here is for, it, it does appear to be uh, despite the protestations from the Rubio campaign, it does appear to be accurate. Uh, uh, secondly. 
what happened with the Carson thing was is that Carson's schedule was set up in such a way that he was going to basically be going home and then going to the National Fair Breakfast, where Carson became a national political force. Uh, right. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, right. you know, just, yeah. Uh, in, yeah, and, and I, I don't want to be. Rubio, bet. things are a little bit different. Oh, I yeah. Think, I think Rubio is seriously considering looking at getting out of this thing. Well, I you think know, he should. I don't want to give off that impression that well, he is, but. Well, uh, I, you know, I mean, there's not a pathway forward to, for Marco Rubio. I mean, mathematically speaking here, it's hard to see Marco Rubio uh, even getting close to 1237 uh, delegates before a convention. And if he doesn't walk into the convention with the majority of the del- or, or plurality of the delegates um, or in, or in uh, a minimum of eight states, else, he's not going to be the nominee or a minimum of eight states, even if he were to come back. You know, I've looked at real clear politics. You know, I'd heard I'd heard this morning. Oh, the polls are really tightening everywhere. You know, but between Trump, I look at real clear politics and I still see quite a substantial lead. I think it depends on which polls you're looking at. Monmouth has Rubio only back in, by eight points, I think, at the, in, in Florida, which, you know, mm-hmm. you, if, if that's a victory for you, that you're only down by eight in your home state, you might want to be reconsidering, you know, dropping out. Um, right. So, and, and, and with all the polls, we see this, this tightening before every single uh, contest. And you've seen Trump way out in front, uh, you know, sometimes 20, even more points ahead in certain states, and then it always tightens up a little bit before the, before the primary. So there's nothing surprising there. Um, but again, if Marco doesn't win Florida, uh, it's hard to see him having a future uh, after this uh, primary. He, he has to. He had to surrender. He has to surrender his United States Senate seat to, uh, for his presidential campaign that he's currently engaged in. Uh, he's not going to win the campaign. Uh, it's pretty clear uh, again that he's, he's not going to get to 1237 delegates. And if he doesn't have again more delegates than everybody else walking into a broker convention, he's not going to walk away the nominee. Uh, so, again, if he doesn't win Florida, chances right. for him to run for governor down the road, chances for him to potentially yeah. broker a deal to be the vice president, uh, really, really start to significantly diminish. It, 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 it'll be, you know, right. his career will crash. What do you think is behind a little bit of, of the cruise surge? Is it because it, I didn't really, I haven't, some people are saying it's because he's pivoted a little bit more towards being the anti-establishment guy and tapping into that, which is what clearly the voters are saying they're interested in. You know, his messaging has been off compared to what the voters coming out of the exit polls have been looking for. Or is it, has it been that all the attacks on Trump have been working. I think I think it's not the attacks on Trump that have been working. I think that Trump, you're, it's not a cruise surge that you're witnessing. I think it's a Trump. It's it's a little bit of a deflation of Trump's support. And here's what it's based on: is um, that debate the other night uh, in Detroit uh, on Thursday evening, uh, Trump made a significant mistake during that debate when he backtracked on which one pro American worker position on H1B visas. Uh, yeah. And he, he, he specifically has, he's since kind of walked back that backtrack, but that really, really hurt him. Uh, and then the next day, or the two days later, skipping uh, CPAC to go to Kansas, which he lost, I mean, that was a misstep. Um, right. No doubt about it. Uh, but, I don't, I, you know, again, for, for the guy who's way, way out in front to, to start losing, I mean, he'd have to make bigger missteps than that. I think you're going to see Trump rebound. Uh, it's looking like he's going to win Michigan tonight. It's looking like to win Mississippi. We'll find out later what happens in Hawaii and Idaho. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, uh, I, I think that that's more what you're seeing. Uh, if anything, you're seeing Cruz more 
gravitate towards the establishment side of things. You saw the governor in Mississippi, uh, who is by no means a grassroots conservative, no means, by no means an anti-establishment guy. Phil Bryant come out and endorsed Cruz the day before the uh, Mississippi primary. Uh, you've seen uh, other, a lot of other establishment people start to align behind Cruz because of the fact that he's basically proven that he's the only one that can stand toe-to-toe with Donald Trump and beat him. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I think that the, that's where this is headed. It's, it's headed to a one-on-one. That's what Trump said he wants. That's what Cruz said he wants. And, yeah. you know, I think it's going to be an epic battle here, uh, either uh, one-on-one either before March 15th or mm-hmm. potentially afterwards, right. depending on what Senator Rubio right. and Governor Kasich decide to do. In the well, next. if I was Cruz, speaking of endorsements, if I was Cruz, and coming out of Mississippi, by the way, I think Medgar Evers' brother endorsing Trump was huge. And I think Trump should have played that up a little bit. He endorsed Trump because he says Trump's a businessman and economics mm-hmm. is huge. You know, I've got I've got family all over the state of Mississippi. My mother and mama, mama's from Mississippi. And it has always been so abysmal economically. And he's like, Trump's my guy. And he's like, and, and num- number one is about economics. We need catfish farms here. And instead of our catfish that we're fishing and sending to China and then we got to pay to have it brought back here, you know, so he's wanting catfish farms. Trump should have played up that, you know, and he and he said there's no evidence that Trump is a racist. That's nonsense. Trump should have played that up. Cruz should be playing up the Caitlyn Jenner endorsement. Are you kidding me, Cruz? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I think that I think that Caitlyn Jenner endorsement is not a positive for any Republican. Why? Because though, he's saying, look, he said, says uh, that Caitlyn is a Republican, but I, I you know, look, Caitlyn, I mean, yeah, celebrity endorsement, but I, I, I just don't. Yeah, but you know, know what? That's, that's I think it is. Well, I think it is, and I'll tell you why. Because you know, we, the conservatives always say we need to reach a bigger tent. It doesn't make me less conservative because you know Bruce Jenner decided to go get some bazoomies and pay for him. And C- Caitlyn Jenner's message is: Look, the Republican Party. I can tell you because both sides now. Because I was a man and now I've had the Botox and the lip injections and I'm wearing the, I know the pain of high heels. I can tell you that they are not the party of oppression. They're not the party that hates women. That's the party of Hillary. Why would we not embrace Caitlyn Jenner? As conservatives, I think, see, I think that Cruz has made some tremendous missteps. You talk about missteps. I think he has made tremendous missteps. I think his top five points that he says on day one are pandering. They don't reveal, they don't seem to speak to core issues. It's about, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get the Jew vote by talking about an embassy in Jerusalem. I'm going to try to get the Christian vote by talking about Planned Parenthood. When he doesn't really come across... And he's not talking about immigration. He's not hitting the, the Democrats. I just think that he's just needs to, if he really, he is the one that can beat Trump. And there's a, a blueprint for him to do it, and he's not doing it. What do you think? Well, yeah, the way you beat Trump is, I've said this over and over and over again to all of these different guys. The way you beat Trump, if you're going to beat him, is you have to out-Trump Trump. You have to do what Trump is doing better than Trump. And that is talking about the core issues. Immigration policy, as it relates to the American worker, as it relates to national security. And then trade policy as right. it relates to all of these jobs going overseas. There's a report out yesterday uh, from the Economic Policy Institute that showed 125,000 jobs in Ohio alone, in just Ohio, yep. have gone to Trans-Pacific Partnership countries. Uh, and again, uh, Trump is the only Republican talking about this stuff. He is right. the only one, and he repeatedly yep. brings it up over and over and over again. 
Um, you know, and Cruz is talking what, about worried about your company going overseas right. to Mexico or Vietnam. Trump's your guy. Right. And, and uh, if you're worried about immigration, you're not seeing, and, you're you're not not seeing, seeing it out of Marco. No, you're not seeing it out of Cruz. And you and you know, and, and what you are seeing out of Cruz is him saying one thing now. You know, there's a lot of attacks on Trump for for having passed liberal positions. But when I've seen video of Ted Cruz talking about how, you know, American values is to bring Syrian refugees here in 2000 from that was February of 2014 I got a concern about him understanding the national threats that we face in terms of national security from radical Islam understanding the economic implications that we face from bringing people here from the from any other country you know Life Z has an article 61 million Americans right now are foreign born we have a problem with immigration and he came out ultimately voted against TPP but he was behind the scenes with Marco Rubio and specifically favorable to uh, uh, things within the TPP that were favorable to illegal immigrants coming here. So, you know, may, maybe that's one reason why he's avoiding that on the campaign trail. But, you know, um, yeah, Donald Trump isn't. It's painful for him to talk about it. Yeah, he'll bring it up if he, if he absolutely has to. But it's like he's not running to the issue like Trump is. And, and that's why, again, why you're seeing Trump ahead of Cruz everywhere is because mm-hmm. Trump is, is pushing that. So that's why you're seeing Trump win all these crossover voters. Mm-hmm. In Massachusetts, and there was a report out yesterday as well, another report from Ohio that's showing a lot of Democrats switching uh, teams to the yep. Republican side because of Trump. Yep. Um, the, uh, again, I think Trump's going to get back on track. I think yep. uh, a couple oh, of yeah. wins this evening will put him back, back there. I think we're going to have a lot clearer picture heading into Florida right. uh, and, and the other March 15th states after tonight's contest and all the results come in and we get you know, uh, a, a much clearer picture. But again, Trump's still the guy to beat. Uh, yeah, the entire, basically, the entire world, the entire establishment is against them. Both the Democrat establishment, the Republican establishment, the uh, I mean, the leaders of Canada and Mexico are now coming out. And of China people. and I mean, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah we've, I mean, there, there's they, a reason why that's happening. Trump, and, it's right. because Trump would actually change the order of things in the world and they know it. And they're terrified of that. So again, if people want to see some real shakeups, That's right. Hey, well, you're my guy for all things related to politics. Matthew Bull from Breitbart. Go check him out. Trump says he's the real deal. He's a real good. He's a real good reporter. Isn't that what Trump said about you, Matt? Uh, He did say that at a press conference. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. All right. right, Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to take it up the road to La La. I've had enough of hearing about these primaries. We're going to talk to Della B. It's the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Get it too. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. 
Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. One of my favorite 90s throwback jams, and also because at our past station, Dijon and I did quite the funny parody promo that ran during the week for the show. I think we need to try to bring some of those out and see if we can change the tag at the end and play them here on KCBQ. What do you think about that? We definitely should. All right. Um, Thank you, Matthew Boyle, for... Ooh. It's been too long since we've heard that music here on the Andrea K Show. Y'all know that what that means? It means I got Della here. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. You know what, Della? I had to, I got to tell you, I had to practically beg Della to come on because she's like, there just hadn't been anything worth anything to talk about hey. coming out of Lala. I had to boycott the Academy Awards. <laughs> you I and did. Jada Pinkett Smith, them, but not because Jada Pinkett told me to. Okay. But because it's like, you know, it's just it's just gotten so mundane. You yeah. know, you got your little minor controversies. There's yeah. always your stupid political statement by a winner. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, you don't even get, where is Bjork in her swan dress <laughs> when you need her? Or share with the big feather, with basically oh naked God. with the big feather dress. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing, so, nobody's so. interesting anymore. No, it's bo- I you're, hate, I, I, I've gotten to the point where I just hate a word season and I'm so glad when it's over. They're boring. So, They're boring Della Hollywood. Don't You're bore Della. You're boring me, but I'll tell you what's not boring me. Oh, okay. You know, Boogergate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not anything to do with Lala, but you know, I kind of feel like I do, uh, you know, I do social content and culture and, and Boogergate. Somebody posted a video of a Ted Cruz. <laughs> was a booger flipping around on his lip, and I couldn't take my eyes off of him. I was so sorry. <laughs> well, the thing... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? It is. Yeah, politics has become, you know what? Everybody's saying Trump's from reality TV. He had a TV show. So you know what it is related to the entertainment industry, Della? We can talk about the cruise lip. I don't know if DNA has been done to determine whether or not oh. it was a booger because he ate it. But. Well, it kind of flipped in there. It kind of like <laughs> it, it was hanging and then it kind of like he doesn't have much lips, but it kind yeah. of like flipped up and, you know, it was and he didn't even know what was going on. How can you not know what was going on? You know when you got something hanging off a lip. You don't know if you've got spinach in your teeth. That you're dependent on others to tell you. But you should or lipstick. But you should know if you've got something flipping around on your lip. And you know what? The guy's not attractive. Somebody down there, you know, on the front row. Right? Who's his people? Megyn Kelly. You know, she she hates Trump. She should have helped. You know, cruise out. You know to. 
because she seems yeah. to like Cruz more than Trump, you know, but well, she's always fighting to look to look to, to look the best on camera at any yeah. of these debates. So she's not going to help anybody else who's looking ugly. Yeah. So, so that's it. Of, that's the only yeah, story no, that's kind of interesting. No, that's not the only thing. The gorgeous, absolutely stunning Aaron Andrews <gasps> yes. won a $55 million mm-hmm. lawsuit against, I think, the Marriott Corporation. Actually, the franchisee, because the she franchisee. originally charged, um, filed charges or a claim against an, in a civil suit against the Marriott Corporation themselves, uh, the franchisee, and the, per- the perv. Mm-hmm. So the judge initially threw out the case against Marriott Corporation themselves, because what in the world do they have to do with it? They didn't have anything to do with it. That's just what's stuck in my brain, you know. Right. My, I'm just and I'm just clarifying. Hotel chain. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts on that, Della? Because I'm kind of torn over this. I was actually on One American News with Liz Wheeler talking about it when the jury selection was underway, and I feel as though bad things happen to good people. Yeah. And it's in in it just does. And while Marriott shouldn't be no no hotel should be given out anybody's name. What? How could they predict that somebody somebody was going to end up in a room next to her? Well, so what? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm kind of torn well, on this. What happened was what my understanding is that he knew or he figured out or he saw somehow he knew she was staying in the hotel. Yeah. So he goes and he asks for her room to be rung, and he apparently could see the room number on the, the some when they dialed it up. He could see the how. Her, like her, Jason Bourne in Bourne right. Supremacy. Yeah. Okay. So he could, I don't know if he saw what numbers they dialed or it, it appeared on a, an ID thing on the phone system or what, but then he, so then he, he asks for a room up there and he goes by and he hears her talking so he knows that's her room. So while she's out, he removes the peephole. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I get what he did, but I guess my question is, why do you think that that's, that's the franchisee's responsibility? They didn't protect her when they dialed her room. That's the that's the thing. They didn't protect her, you know. Identity. How do they, how do you how do you keep a, keep somebody from looking over if that's the way? See, I had thought that that he had specifically said, "Can you give me a room next to Aaron Andrews?" And they were no. like, "Sure." No. So he I, to me, got it. yeah. No, so he, he got it he, clandestinely, he, and it's like if I go into a restaurant and I see a hot celeb there who I can't even think of anybody I even like anymore in Hollywood. Um, and I see that they're at a table and I go, you know what? I want a table next to that celebrity. Well, it's not available. Well, okay, well, I'll wait. And then I sit at that table and I end up tossing a glass of wine on the celeb. Is it the restaurant's fault? No, because that's, that was, that, that celebrity is in public and you, you are, is, is out there. This is where she's in a private uh, hotel. uh, My understanding is hotel stay is like you, you are a temporary resident. This is like. Okay, so they, I I don't, this is a jury decision. This isn't necessarily correct law. Okay. Right. And, so, and I know. think if I was on the jury, I think that I would send a message to franchisees owners. You don't, you, you know, you don't, you protect the, the security uh, of your guest, every guest, whether it's Aaron Andrews or anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I would have done it equally split like that because I think the message is, 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 is wrong because I think ultimately, you know, we had a couple of radio show hosts here in San Diego that had insiders at hotels. So when celebrities would check in under phony names, mm-hmm. they would call the Jeff and Jer show, and then the celebrities would get pranked. So you know that that you know to me, there's only so 
far a hotel can do to protect, sure. you know, a guest. And I and I'm kind of squeamish about going down the road to where business owners are just now responsible for anything bad that happens to a customer. So I think I would have split it. I would have given a little bit of a pinch to the franchisee, so they would have felt a repercussion from it. But I wouldn't have done it even split because I don't see it that way. And yeah. we can't. And I think we're going down a little bit too much of the road to where victims in this country are supposed to be somehow made whole by somebody else. Well, I don't think you can, money ever makes anybody whole. It doesn't. And if, it, yeah. And so who's, but that's kind of the mindset that we have now, you know, a little yeah. bit. Then, and I'm, and I'm squeamish about feeding that mindset as a culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Aaron, who mm-hmm. is associated at, as host, hostess of Dancing with the Stars, it was revealed today, some mm-hmm. of the, the, the cast for the next one. Oh, okay. Yep. Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> And he's been partnered with my favorite editor. Oh, no, I love her. She's so amazing. And, you know, they always used to give her the ones that that were either old or fat or something. So at least he actually looks like he's right in there physically with the Well, the yeah, but you know what? People. Are we going to see the Paso, um, what's the one to where it's like the bullfighting? Paso Roble. The Paso Roble with him with no shirt do. on. Yeah, but with him with no um, shirt on. You remember the I, I selfie? Don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Oh, but Marla grief. Maples. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, so because everybody's ABC, Trump's out yeah. there right now. So, Absolutely. you know, give, Mar- give Marla a little. Um, yeah. she's, she's partnered up with Tony. Oh, so, I love yeah. him. So then there's some other minor that celebrities. Uh, Doug Flutie is is on there. There's a couple. We love other, Flutie here yeah. in San Diego. Yeah, so Doug Flutie will be on there, and then you've got that old uh, Kim Fields, who's currently on the Tootie. Atlanta Housewives. Hey, Tootie. hey, don't nobody Tootie. say anything bad about no. the Housewives of the ATL, no. okay? Because no. I'm oh, loving love. all them. Yeah, She's love the only one that never throws any shade, by the way. Well, I haven't watched her season yet. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that should be kind of interesting. Yay. So, yeah, so that's 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 really Our D- oh, Our- and then they then they've come up with this this potential knife situation up there at OJ's and it's like, Oh my goodness. You uh, believe it's been twenty two years since hard that to believe. happened. Really hard to believe. Unbelievable. Uh, but, what kind so- of what kind of person keeps a knife like that? A former police officer in his home. Then I guess the the theory is is that because the TV series has come out about the OJ trial, that that's when he decided to pull it out and called somebody because he was thinking about having it framed and he wanted the case yeah, number. Yeah, he wanted the date on it or something. The case number in in case the frame. Number. I mean, yeah. what a wacko! You know, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, I'm thinking, I mean, here we are, twenty two years later, and the LAPD is still looking like a bunch of you know idiots. I know. In regards and, to this case, and and how creepy is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I know, recorded. I do have to admit, I do have to admit that I visited both the Gretna mm-hmm. Green, the condo, and yeah. OJ's Rockingham house before Rockingham before that was was torn down. And I got to tell you, it was I was really ashamed of it. It was like walking on somebody spitting on a grave. I it yeah. was when I went not nah, not over at OJ's, but but at, at the Gretna condo. Green. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I I recorded. Creepy. I was one of the few people because I was so busy. That was really fairly early in my corporate sales career, and I was so busy that I was one of the few people in America that did not watch any of the trial and really had no understanding of what the evidence was against him or whatever. And, um, it, well, so I recorded, I, I recorded the recent TV series yeah. to, to, and, and I can't bring myself to watch it uh, yeah, because I'm it feels like that. It, well, it, to me, people, it feels like I, walking on their graves now. 
Yeah. Marsha Clark has come out um, and said that she didn't care what they presented. The jury was looking for ways to acquit him. That yes. they, it didn't matter what it was. Right. And it, they were not going to convict him. Right. Well, and, somebody said yep. to me, very as soon as the jury was uh, impaled, somebody said to me, it'll be interesting to see if a black jury will convict OJ. And that was the really critical mistake was the seating of that jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marsha Clark, I, my understanding is, is that she actually thought that by intentionally loading up the jury with black people that it would avoid uh, any attempts of calling in... Uh, a, having racism play a part in the trial and it really backfired well, on her. originally it should have gone, it, it was moved from Santa Monica to L.A. Mm-hmm. courts. So, because they didn't, you know, it should have stayed up in Santa Monica. Should have stayed um, in Santa Monica. That would have been a jury of his peers. Was, Those people were not his peers. because he really, truly did not hyphenate him, as we say. No, uh, he didn't. Himself. He totally was, you know, um, just American. Exactly. And so that was his peers. And when they moved him down to the L.A. court after the Rod- whole thing with Rodney King and the, the riots and stuff, it was, you know, it was a perfect storm for him to be acquitted, be- mm-hmm. not having anything to do with the trial. Well, he got his. The evidence. He got his. Yeah. I can't bring myself to watch anything about that. But anything else that you're watching on TV that you want to that you want to direct well, us that's fabulous that, before I let you only, go? Well, the only other. Oh, I did watch. Uh, <laughs> there's a new television show starring uh, Joan Allen. I watched. Um, oh, I love her. It's called The Family. It's really, it's got Andrew McCarthy in it from the old uh, 16. Oh, uh, Brad Pack. Pretty in pink, pretty in pink. And um, and so it's 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 good. Yeah, it's I heard Fox. that Fox has mm-hmm. is, is, uh, come up with a, a TV series that is meant to demystify or basically, you know, prop up Islam to try mm-hmm. to, you know, make a... Uh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to use, but basically try to continue to sell us on, you know, we're all, we're all the same people. Um, Stella doesn't have room on her DVR for that. (laughs) But I might want a list of the sponsors. Oh, all right. Well, we'll keep you posted Mm -hmm. on that, Miss Della. Thanks for calling in, Della. People appreciate it. We know you've been busy and you've been avoiding some of that (laughs) bumping up against these people in L.A. Love you. Don't be gone so long next time. Mm All righty. So that uh, so that covers the Aaron Andrews jury award. I was going to talk about that um, case. Um, let's see. What else did I want to talk about? We've pretty much talked about it all in terms of where we're at with it. With um, stay tuned tomorrow night. I'm going to be back on America Trends TV. I'm going to be hosting that. We're going to be recapping what happened in tonight's primaries results we're going to be looking forward to what's going to happen on the 15th which is the big that's when the winner take all starts because that's really when we start to see where the rubber meets the road for some of these candidates when we get into florida and we get into ohio that's when we're really if if rubio hasn't gone um, by then and he loses then we're really going to be down into a two-man race so we're going to be talking about that on tomorrow night's America Trends. So it's always an honor. That's my last night this week that I'm going to be filling in for Dr. Gina. So I'd appreciate it if you would all tune in and tweet about it. It's on youtubeamerica.com is where you can see it. If you don't, if it's not on your local cable, that's 7 p.m. Um, Pacific time. Um, what else did I want to chat about today? Um, there was New York City or New York State. Just, it was the first state to legalize heroin, which 
you know, it, it's it's been legalized under the same mindset that um, Bill Clinton used to talk about with abortion. Remember how he would say we want it to be legal, safe, and rare? Remember that? Well, that's kind of the same mindset. It had, it, you know, it's it's still legal, but is it sa- is it safe and rare? Is it any safer? Women are still dying from abortion. We know that it ain't particularly safe for children, particularly when we have late term abortion going on in New York City. I think New York State has has the most uh, liberal policies in regards to late-term abortion, which is murder. There's no other way to characterize it when you've got a full-term you know, baby being murdered in the womb. So under the same mindset, <clears throat> we've got the legalization of heroin is being sold under the idea that it's legal, safe, and fewer. We're going to have fewer addicts if we legalize it. Since when, do we have fewer potheads in Colorado now that they've made it legal to own marijuana? We've got children chomping on pot brownies all day long and being taken to hospital rooms. You know, this is the same. And of course, they're using reverse psychology on us or trying to use reverse psychology by saying, oh, this is going to save money. And in fact, you know, these drug dealers hate this. Boy, they hate this because we're going to regulate it now and it's going to and it's going to put more tax dollars into the pockets of, you know, the city. and We're going to be able to fix potholes. Uh, You know, has that worked in terms of, you know, adding on more and more and more taxes and regulating cigarettes? Remember the guy who was who was killed, asphyxiated by the police because he was selling bootleg cigarettes? It doesn't solve the problem. What this is about, this is about just more furthering of an agenda that erodes Americans' culture. This is liberalism. No right or wrong. Anything goes. It's an assault on the fabric in terms of traditional American, our Christian, Judeo principles, which is that we don't blow our minds out with substance abuse. And it's also about no individual responsibility. So if you're, you know, if you're a drug addict, it's not your fault. You know, no, it's not anything you've done wrong. You're a victim as though that needle jumped up in its, in your arm. You know, in fact, I was really kind of unhappy with some of the Republican candidates at the last debate, one of the debates a couple of times ago in which, you know, they talked about, oh, the scourge of, of heroin addiction in New Hampshire as though, you know, government is supposed to do something about this. No, you know what, who's supposed to do something about it? You're supposed to make a decision as a human being to not put a needle filled with heroin into your arm. And if you do... And you end up dying from a bad needle as a result. Well, that's the repercussions that you're supposed to, you're supposed to be held accountable for your own decisions in life. So, and ultimately, call me a cynic, call me crazy, but I think ultimately what this is also about is, you know, the more that they can destroy society, the more that they can, they can <clears throat> further the idea that there's no right or no wrong. And the more that they can foster this kind of stuff, you know, <clears throat> who's going to be more dependent? And end up broke and end up needing government assistance and needing, uh, you know, uh, uh, Democrat policies, but drug addicts. It's also a way for them. You know, one of the things that I've heard about in some of the southern states, I think it was, I don't remember if it was South Carolina or North Carolina. It was somebody bragging down there, a Democrat. Oh, you know, we've got fewer, you know, there's this whole racist mantra narrative going around that we're rounding up black people and throwing them in jail for not breaking, you know, any laws. This is a way to, to, you know, further that narrative as well, that if, you know, black people are disproportionately in prison, well, it's because they're breaking the law. So what's the solution? You hear these people in South Carolina, this one Democrat lawmaker bragging about how we, we don't have as many black people in our prisons and our jails because we've just decided to decriminalize a whole bunch of behavior. Oh, well, that's a solution. Just don't have any laws on the books. Just make it legal to just go and do whatever the heck you want to do. 
This is a violent crime, selling heroin. And you know what? If you do it and you get addicted to it, then whatever befalls you is on you. Does does that mean that we shouldn't you know help people who want to be helped? But haven't we all seen the episodes of intervention? You can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. It's about individual responsibility, and that's under attack as much as every other aspect of American traditional culture. It's all under attack. So it starts with New York City, you know, the East Coast, West Coast. So goes California. So goes New York. This is the plan for America. <clears throat> this is the plan. In addition to, um, it's it's all about creating a greater dependency class, whether it's through open borders, attracting people. You know, I talked earlier in the show about Ted Cruz. I saw a video of him talking about how, you know, I'll use an almost the same word for word that Paul Ryan used. I want him asked about this in the next debate. Will somebody ask him about this? Because now I don't know. He's obviously flipped. But does he still believe this, saying that it's it's not our values, that it is our American values to that America was based on bringing people like that here? Because I posted a picture on Facebook, Welfare Day in Paris, all women in Chador, various states of, of Islamic extremist cover, all there to collect their checks. This is exactly what has destroyed Europe because there's no ability to assimilate into our cult- culture. When you're bringing people here en masse who don't speak the language, have no job skills that are marketable, <clears throat> have no ability to assimilate into the culture, no will to assimilate into the culture, then what happens? It's a complete transformation from within. We have a right to have borders. We have a right to protect our culture. It does not make us xenophobic. It doesn't make us racist. In fact, religion isn't a race. So that's what made Trump rise to the top. It was on immigration. I'm really curious to to do an autopsy of the exit polls tonight in all the different states because we've got states like Mississippi that are very traditionally conservative in tonight's mix. And we've also got Hawaii which is very, very liberal. And then we've got Michigan. We've got the Midwest. We've got Idaho. Three kind of very diverse cultural parts of the country. And I'm really curious to see if we're going to see again that the top issues are immigration, terrorism, and the economy. And then to see who ends up being the victor. And whoever, I'm hoping it's going to end up getting down to be- between the two, Trump and Cruz, which was my original ticket in the first place. So thanks for being with me tonight. Let's keep the conversation rolling. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Facebook. Go to my website, andreakshow.com. I'm going to be filling in for Dr. Gina again tomorrow night on America Trends TV. So join me there. And, and let's just keep this conversation going. And I'm asking that everybody fiercely defend your positions, but also try to do it in a way that's not completely insulting to other people. And I hope that I haven't done that here because I, I always try to try to express myself in a way that shows how much I truly love you all out there. You mean so much to me and I hope you have a great night everybody. Take good care. Bye-bye. Here come bad news talking this and that well, Give me all you got and don't hold it back Well I should probably warn you I'll be just fine No offense to you, don't waste your time